Hey, HBs. We're back to finish up Nine Rules to Break When Romancing a Rake by Sarah McLean. When last we spoke, Callie, our intrepid wallflower, was in a carriage for amorous encounter number two with the devilishly handsome and charming rake, the Marquess of Ralston. Will she finish her list? Will Ralston open his heart to love? We find out all that and another meeting for riding astride right now. So then he gets her out of the, he puts her back together. She gets out and goes into the house, like sort of stumbles and Benedict catches her. And let me tell you another time where I had no idea what was going on. Sure. Benedict asks her where she was. Pasting a smile on her face, Callie whispered, I don't suppose you believe I was in the conservatory. Not a chance, Benedict said dryly. The morning room. No. Catching up on my correspondence. Again, mm-hmm. likely not. The orangery? And that's when I was just like, I have no idea. We're just making up words. Like, these are not <laughs> places in the house. The orangery? No. <laughs> like, conservatory, that's in Clue. I got that. But the rest of that shit? No. Orangery? <laughs> Morning room. <laughs> in the army, we Fair. have day rooms. We have day rooms. But morning rooms, that is not a thing. Fair. That is not a thing. Fair. Is that like a breakfast All right. I don't know. Sorry. I'm not, you don't have to answer. I was just wondering. <laughs> All right. So they talk and she's like, well, if you have to know, I was at a public house and Ralston caught me and he escorted me home. And Benedict is like, what? Like his his mind is blown. He's like, I was just talking that night. Like, yeah. You can't do this stuff. You certainly can't do it with Ralston. It is a lot. He's like, if you want to go have adventures, you must have them inside our house. Yeah. And, and so he's like, he gives her a cheroot. I want to smoke a cheroot. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, he's resistant at first, but then he gives it to her and she nearly pukes. Um, yeah. I have this question. This is a question I'm actually going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. What what year did you say it was? 1823. Okay, I'm good. Probably. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> so then. Because <laughs> I was like, the women on the Titanic were smoking. I saw that movie and it was cool. But that's like 100 years later. Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool, 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 Good, cool, good. Cool, cool. Okay, <laughs> so, so <laughs> the unthinkable Molly Brown. That's yes, the one. Cigarette. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm so ignorant. <laughs> you're not. You're not. You're good. Okay. Okay. So then they talk more, and and Benedict sort of catches like the sad tone in her voice as they're talking about Ralston, mm-hmm. and they get more serious. And and at the end, she says, um. She says, I know men like Ralston are not for women like mm. me. And it's very sad. Okay. So then next day we go dress shopping with Juliana mm-hmm. and her sister Mariana. And basically the two points that are important are they run into Oxford and he mm-hmm. tries to dandy at her more. And then during the dress shopping for Juliana, Callie comes across this really, be- really beautiful blue fabric. And the mistress, the modiste is like, you must have it. I will fashion you a gown that will show off your figure. I'm going to make it myself. And she pulls the fabric off so that nobody else can buy it. And Callie's like, not sure she needs it, but also is stoked. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. And then. Did you not notice how many dresses people need? We don't. I, we don't have time for dresses, that, Erin. Three riding habits. A dozen morning <laughs> gowns. Five walking dresses. Three ball gowns. 
what walk don't you know don't you know about dressing for dinner like they have multiple outfits yeah, but a day I thought, I thought they were just like fancy dresses and unfancy dresses i didn't no. know there were day dresses and morning dresses and walking what's a walking dress I don't know. There you go. You don't know. So How am I to know? That's a it's a different kind I of dress. I to tell the listeners that there are a <laughs> lot of dresses going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. So then they go to the theater, and I love this. Specifically so the opera. The opera. That's right. And um, Juliana is with her family and the Rivington family because they want to sort of like show everyone that they have accepted her. And um, Oxford comes by the booth at one point. Well, Ralston's also there, obviously. And so they they banter a bit. And Oxford shows up as well. And um, he asks Callie to go to a museum, like an art show, basically. And what else happens? They sit next to each other Mm -hmm. and they watch his former mistress, who's the star of the opera. And she sends him a note. And she sends him a note. Come to me and... Uh huh. The intimacy of the one initial. Yeah, Am I right? Deal. Yeah. And so <sighs> Callie's watching the opera, and she's like so beautiful and so talented, and like just mm-hmm. just like a beacon of beauty. And well, and she, his eyes don't leave the stage the whole time. Uh huh. And she decides. Callie decides that um, she's never going to enjoy the opera ever again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. But he leaves, so she passes in this note through a footman on a, a silver tray. That's how notes uh-huh. get passed. What? Yeah. There's a silver tray, a note, good sir. Mm-hmm. He takes it, says, come to me, and and then he leaves and he goes to go see her, and that pisses off Callie because yeah, hugely. Callie's like, you can't do this. Your sister's got a whole thing. Everybody's gonna know because everybody knows she's your mistress, and you're like walking around in the back of the theater. So she goes to chase him, and they have a little yeah. little fight where. <sighs> Doesn't she slap him? She goes to slap him and he catches her hand. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. What, because she's like, you can't do this. You're not discreet enough. And I saw your note and he's very like, don't chide me. And you're questioning my behavior. And I'm a Marcus and you can't do that. And you're blah. And then she s- tries to slap him. And then he, she doesn't. And then they smooch out. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so she says, I'm the woman you chose to guide your sister into society. I will not have you ruin her chances for one night of, and he goes, you will not have me? Was it not you who was flirting shamelessly with a drunken dandy in full view of the entire ton? Mm -hmm. She goes, I most certainly did not. (laughs) (laughs) And so they go back and forth like that, and then then she goes to slap him, and, oh, she calls him an insensitive beast. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. And then he goes, if you're quite through, Lady Calpurnia, I believe this conversation is over. And then he lost his temper then, capturing her hand, wagging finger at all in his own. She calls him a rake and a libertine. Yes. And then goes to slap him. And then he catches her hand. And then he says. And that if I am to be labeled as such, I may as well stop resisting the part. And with that, he kissed her. She fought him. Mm. Oh, no no matter which direction she turned, he was there, all strong arms and firm muscle and hard, unyielding mouth. (sighs) And then, okay, so her fist pounded on his shoulders fleetingly before he grasped her, her waist with both hands and lifted her from the ground, leaving her with no choice but to cling to him. As he pressed her against the wall. Uh, oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> says, and then she starts matching his movements with yeah. her mouth. 
And the kiss goes on and on and on. She says, she pulls back and says, I am not one of your women to be mauled in public. They're like out of breath. And mm-hmm. he says, forgive me, he said mockingly, but you did not seem very opposed to playing the role. it's so good so good so then he goes to the mistress and he basically is like it actually is over and she's like you're in love with this other girl and he's like no there's no other girl she goes Mm -hmm. no the woman you were sitting next to i could tell you were you were into her um and uh, yeah they oh man he says i feel confident your heart shall not remain broken for long like it's Mm -hmm. not it is not a nice it's not terrible, but the breakup is not not fun. No. And then, so Callie is then freaking out. She's like, how dare he? Because he called her a coward. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, because she said she wasn't trying to strike him. And he was like, you were going to at least admit it. If you're going to run mm-hmm. around and do all this stuff and ruin your reputation, at least don't be a coward about it. Yeah. Okay, so is it fencing time? I think so, yeah. So then the next thing, she needs to complete the next thing on her list, which is fencing and so her her maid dresses her up in men's attire binds her boobs down yeah in the middle of the day she goes to this fencing club thinking like it'll be empty i'll just go and fence with a bag i'll just figure it out and then i'll fuck off Mm -hmm. she gets there they show her around nothing is amiss she goes to change and she doesn't put on the the necessary padding because she can't quite figure it out yeah, and she's not going to be fencing with another person, so why Correct. put on padding? Correct. So then they had indicated a certain room that she should go into in order to do that. She goes in, and who's there but Ralston? Ralston, he's like, oh, thank God they found me a partner. And she's like, he fences too? Like, what? this guy's everywhere. Actually, she didn't <laughs> say that. I said that. But I felt like that. It's true. Me too. It was very like a, mm, this is convenient. I was fine with it. Yeah, I was too. So then... They start fencing, and, and he's like, she's like, oh, I'm a bit of a beginner. She has her mask on and everything, so he right. can't she's see her. She's doing a man voice. I'm a bit of a beginner. Yeah. <laughs> and so he really adorably starts teaching her. It's really sweet, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he'll be a great dad. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> so they're fencing, blah, 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 blah. He goes to parry or something and cuts her yeah, on the upper arm. Yeah, her arm. Yeah. And she's and like, he's, ouch! <laughs> yeah! Um, and he's like, what the? And goes to, he takes off her mask because he's immediately like, oh my god, this man is tiny. This man has a lady voice. This can only be one lady. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what the actual fuck are you doing here? This is, but at the same time, he's really worried about her wound. He's trying to treat it. And then... Oh, who dangy. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> He's like, what yeah. would you even know about a flesh wound? Like, uh, and then, I don't, how does this even start? God damn, it's so good. It's so hot. He's like, how did you even get in here? How did you make yourself into a man? And then he's like treating her wound and he yes. figures out that she bound her breast down. And he was like, well, this uh-huh. is awful. This is the worst thing as I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. And, um... He's like, well, why are you doing all this stuff? I don't understand it. And she says today that she is living and that she spent 28 years of doing exactly what everything around everyone around her has expected me to do, being what everyone around me is expected to be me to be. And it's horrid to be someone else's version of yourself. She uh, says vision you of right. yourself. Yeah. Oh, vision of yourself. 
she yeah. says, you were right. I am a coward. And he's like, no, I shouldn't call you a coward. But then they start talking about it. And she's like, this doesn't make sense. You're, you probably think I'm silly. And he's like, no, I understand it. You're trying to find Callie. You're trying to find oh, yourself. I, I, I highlighted those two exact things, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they as they keep talking, like, there's excellent commentary about the difference between men and women's lives. Like, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then, um, he then says, she goes, she goes, so Callie is offensive. Yeah. And she goes, Callie is many things, my lord. I also found her in the tavern. And he goes, ah, he said knowingly. So Callie is a rake. (laughs) She blushed and she goes, I don't think so. And then he goes, okay. Then then, then it's on. (laughs) Then it it is on. He placed a a soft kiss on the back of her hand. She breathes deeply. He holds her gaze. She feels a, a shock of liquid heat. Yeah, he says... I shouldn't give up on that part of her just yet, Empress. And and then he goes, you forget, I've met the woman several times in carriages and in theaters. And he's like just keeping out of reach so that she keeps on trying to close the distance between them and she can't. Mm-hmm. He goes, and bedchambers. In fact, he added, the words a caress along the sensitive skin of her lips. I rather like the rakish side of her. <laughs> mm. And then... Oh my God! And then there's a makeout. There this is, is one of the unbound. best. Yeah, this is one of the best oh. sex scenes I think I've ever read. This is like top same. For sure. Yeah. Holy God! There is. I mean, oh man. So he. I mean, this is this is written so well that I feel awful. I don't even want to tell them what happened, yeah, I, I right? Because it doesn't do it justice at all. The act, right, does not do it justice. Yeah, the name I of the act. I don't want to say. That Callie got finger banged because that's right. not, <laughs> not that is not what happened, but that is what but happened. But it is logistically what happened. I right. just like empirically oh. that is what happened. But but this <sighs> sexy, <laughs> it's so good. Oh my lord! Okay, so then and then so realizing my... like I just assumed the fencing doors had some kind of locking mechanism, no. and only to find out afterwards that anyone could have come. Yeah, so here's the most adorable thing about Callie. She is so my girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's like very tentative and and um she goes to put her hand down in his lap or like, you know, just down because she's had an explosive orgasm. Um, so she's like still not got her wits about her. And he moves her hand and then he notices that she's all she understands is that he moved her hand away from him. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to reassure her and he's like, What I, you can't you can't see oh i'm sorry before we get into that (laughs) as he frees her breasts she goes to cover them and he goes no he said his voice thick and seductive you have treated these beauties most unkindly (laughs) as their rescuer they now belong to me Uh (laughs) okay oh god and right before she's like on the cusp of an orgasm and he goes i'll catch you when you fall Mm -hmm. and that would Put anybody over the edge. Mm-hmm. I mean, a mere mortal. It's all we are. Okay. <laughs> um, but then, so she, he's like, you can't witness a, a an amazing display of passion like that and not be a little bit moved thinking mm-hmm. about his erection. And she goes, oh, uh, is there anything that I can do? Should I do something? Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I actually think we've done too much already, considering that anybody could walk in at any time. And we're in England times. Like, Jesus also- Lord. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he gets her dressed and he escorts her out. Oh, and isn't no, it here no. where 
where he's like, I will, I want to help you do the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Well, her list falls out and he picks up her list and she's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, what is it? And she's like, it's fine. You know, fine. It's a list. And he's like, what kind of list? And she's like, a personal list. Like, do not look at right. it. And he's like, a shopping list, a list of appropriate books that you'd like, a list of men. Dear God, Kelly, is it a list of men? <laughs> she's like, oh, no, no. And what what I, one thing I really did like about him was that he did not look at it. Yeah. He asked he it, he's like, okay, well. The thing is, if you're going to at least tell me what it is, and then I'll give it back to you, I won't look at it. And so she tells him that it's a list of adventures that she wants to do. And then he says, okay, I get what you're doing here, but at least let me accompany you on these so that you don't, like, you don't end up in a prostitute area or something. (laughs) Yeah, or get assaulted or whatever else you'd get in England times at midnight. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then... Oh, and then he rebinds her, except they turn it into a sexy dance. Mm-hmm. Like she, she twirls into him. Yeah, like Shakespeare in Love. Oh, like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that works for me. Yeah, works for me. And then he kisses her again, and he smuggles her out. Mm-hmm. And then Julia takes a dancing lesson. Yes. And she yeah. insults her teacher because she's from yeah. Italy. And um, doesn't understand stuff. And she insults the teacher. And then Ralston gets really mad at her for insulting the teacher because he's the best dance teacher and whatever. And he does not get mad about that. What he gets mad about is when he walks in. I know. She and his brother Nick are are dancing. They're waltzing or something. because C- Callie were, and Nick are, are waltzing. Yeah. They're, they're like trying to help with the whole situation. Because they're, I mean, Juliana's not giving this instructor any leeway whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So he walks in and he's like, you're in the arms of my brother. Like, fuck everyone. Mm-hmm. And he ruins the whole afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up pissing off Juliana. Well, hurting Juliana's feelings. Firing the dance teacher. Firing the dance teacher. Doing all the things. And um, so Callie immediately goes up to console Juliana. Juliana is packing her things. Like, things are not going well. Mm-hmm. Callie talks her into staying. And she's like, no, he does like you. He just doesn't know how to be a brother. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have practice at this, whatever. And then Nick goes to talk to Ralston. And he's like, you know, what is what in the world is going on? Like, are you interested in Lady Calpurnia? And Ralston's like, no, no, absolutely not. What would I want with a, oh. What would I want with such a plain, missish creature? Mm. And she, have you ever known open. me to pursue a woman like her? I need her for Julia's sake. That is all. It's not my fault that the girl finds me attractive, is what oh. he says to Nick. And so. He goes to the door. The door is slightly ajar. And she's right there. And she heard the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she walks in and Nick immediately leaves. Thank goodness. He thinks she's going to chew him up one side and down the other about being such a dick. Right. But instead, she goes, you owe Juliana an apology. Right. Like you she's were more awful upset to her. about how he was a dick to Juliana than how yeah. he was a dick to her because she's honestly used to this kind of thing. Yeah, poor thing. She expects it. And she never thought he liked her in the first place. She dreamed that he did, but she she never thought that he was actually into her. She's a little sad about it, but that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. So they talk about everything, and then oh, oh. He all of a sudden blurts out, is he an item on your list? And she mm-hmm. goes, I beg your pardon? 
And he goes, Nicholas Callie, my brother, is he an, an item on your list? Number three, Land Sinjin. <laughs> she goes, you think I put your brother on my list? Because that's exactly what I think. Did you? Mm-hmm. And she goes, no, Ralston, I didn't. I assure you that were there a conquest on my list, it would not be your brother. And he goes, who would it be? Mm-hmm. Hoping that she'll say him. And she goes, I'm through with this conversation. He once again bars the door. Mm-hmm. Um, he, oh man, then they, then and then she again. looks at him. Oh my God. And she's like, while I may be plain and missish and passive, I am through with being ordered about by you. I am leaving. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I never called you passive. <laughs> and this is like the one thing about Ralston that's terrible. Mm-hmm. He always knows what he should say. And then he always says, not that. He always says, like, exactly not enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he could have said, I didn't mean it when I said you were plain and missish. But instead, he said, I never called you passive. Right. Like, come on, bro. So then, then they somehow go from that to yep. kissing all the way across the room. He puts her down chair. in a chair. Yeah. He pulls up her her skirt and then he's like, I just want a better look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she cannot believe what she's hearing. She like tries to push his arms away. And mm-hmm. he's like, and then he kisses her into submission in a really sexy way. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, goodness. Oh, man. He starts her. talking about. Stuff. Doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes down on her. But then. Well, and there's a lot of good verbal. Mm-hmm. verbal. There's just good stuff. We just can't. It's we can't. No, I we know. can't read it all. I know. <laughs> we can't. We're gonna end up reading it all. Jesus, Again. read this book, everyone. Yeah, just read it. <sighs> um, okay, but then he's like, "You want me?" You know, after he's like brought her to orgasm, he's like, "You want me?" And she's like, "You know, he's, he's like, basically do you like, deny you it? do want me." Yeah, Ugh. and. He's like, see, I told you so. And then just kind of like walks away. And she realizes, oh, that whole thing just now was him just proving. Yeah, that wasn't about me at all. Right. And she gets really offended, rightfully so, because that was a dick move. Uh Uh-huh. Once again. she's like, you know what? I did. I do want you. I just wish it was anyone else because you're such a dick. And leaves. Yeah. So then he and Juliana make up and it's really sweet, but we don't have time for that. Mm Mm-hmm. The next thing is a thing with Lord Oxford, isn't it? Yeah. So Oxford had asked her at the theater to go to the art show. And she was like, sure, I'll go to the art show with you. She doesn't realize that he's courting her because it's so weird and out of nowhere. Yeah. And so he takes her to this art show and he's just so gross to her. He's laying it on thick. Trying to get her away from her sister and her uh, sister's fiance, the, the other duke. And he's just, like, touching her with, like, a single finger running it down her arm, Ugh. which is, like, the grossest move ever. Well, except that when Ralston did it, I was totally into it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta uh-huh. have the whole package, yeah. really. And he's like, I hoped we get a chance to be away from your sister and her fiancé. Mm-hmm. And she's like, my lord? You know? And he's like, I know, he said, misunderstanding her reticence. It is hard to believe that this is happening. He ran a single finger down the length of her forearm and his smile broadened as he leaned in once more. But it is indeed happening to you, Lady Calpurnia. As oh. if you like, you, <laughs> you thought you'd never catch a man, but in your wildest dreams, <laughs> like, ugh, ugh, I am ugh. here now. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Ralston shows up, right? He gets her away from Oxford. They do some more Well, she gets Oxford away. She sends him to, like, get punch or something. And so Ralston takes her into an alcove again. 
And he does the dumbest thing ever as far as Callie is concerned. He tries to apologize. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to apologize for what I did. And she's like, I don't stop that. Like, stop not proving to me that you regret the things that our- he said to her that were dick moves, meaning I'm apologizing for for ruining you for ravaging you yeah for for doing any of those things absolutely and so she's like i you know in her in her monologue she's like i don't regret any of that i don't want an apology for that i would prefer you just own your fucking actions instead of going back and forth you know so he says allow me to make it up to you i'd like to escort you anywhere oh oh and he says don't get attached to oxford Mm -hmm. um he does make that warning he says we can go on a picnic we could go anywhere really and she's like i don't want your escort to any of those places Mm -hmm. he says why not she goes i'm turning over a new leaf no more plain no more missish and she says she wants him to take her gambling in his gentleman's club that's right and He's obviously taken aback. He's like, I could lose my privileges and whatever. And she's like, you asked. That's where I want to go. And so he agrees. So she dresses up like a man again. And she. Well, and there's there's more excellent commentary about the difference between men and women. It's really good. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, So she oils up the hinges of her house and she dresses up like a man again. And she sneaks out through the garden. And they're off to Gentleman's Club to gamble. And so they go in and she sees some prostitutes prostituting. And she's like, what's going on there? She sees a courtesan. What Thank you very does that much. Mean? I don't know it's the a- difference. I just assumed that was a prostitute. And she was like, how can one woman a- no, it is. It's just satisfy there were three, three men. men? And I was like, three holes, Callie. But I don't know. <laughs> um <laughs> or three handies, Aaron. Who knows? Wait, does she have three hands? Three be well, in, you know, in in quick succession. Let's say. <laughs> who knows? Um, okay. Anyway, so she so asks then... a lot of questions about that, um, and she talks about. Well, here's some of the commentary between men and women because she talks about how freeing it must be to just be somebody's mistress and not have, or to right. be a courtesan and have all these like things you can do and not be limited by the the trappings of society or whatever and he's like yeah. i think you're glamorizing something that is not very glamorous in real life right. and if you're a mistress you are just kind of left to the whim of whatever your guy is going to give you and all that kind of stuff yeah so she's like well i should maybe like to be a mistress or whatever and he's like oh. holds that on your list and she's no, like he no say that. he doesn't oh does. no that's right he does say that yeah and she's like, no, of course not, because he kind of gets a little mad, and he's like, she yeah. needs to not be somebody's mistress. Right. She deserves much better than that. His whole thing he keeps coming back to is, she deserves much better. She deserves much better than me. Yeah, because he's like, he gets mad at her for saying that she might want to be somebody's mistress, and I wrote yeah. the note, like, she's your mistress, dude. Like, that's right. That's what you're doing on the daily. Like, you're right. mistressing her, and it's like he yeah. didn't get it, or he didn't want well, to. Well, he wasn't... He wasn't getting her jewels and he didn't buy her a house. Oh, yeah. You know so I mean? it's uh, He was just ruining her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but then they're they're playing, they're playing blackjack, basically, or 21. In a private room. In a private room, yes. He whisks her off to a private room. And she says, like, you know, for every hand, she gets to ask a question and then he, has, he gets to ask a favor. Mm-hmm. So finally, he asks, he wins the hand and he's like, do you want me to show you what it's like to be a mistress? And she kind of gets a little skitter up her spine. Mm-hmm. He goes and sits down and he asks her to come sit on his lap. And then they start making out mm-hmm. and then they end up on the chaise lounge. And then they fully have excellent sex 
She's super into it. But then as soon as they have sex, he realizes how far he's gone and what he's just done. Mm -hmm. He realizes that neither of them can ever come back from it. And so he says, I'm so sorry for my behavior. Of course, we will marry. (sighs) Fucking heartbreaking. It's awful. So she totally ignores him. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'd like you to take me home now. And uh, it is. And and he doesn't know what he's done wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he thinks he's done the honorable thing. That's right. He's done something terrible. He's apologized for it. And he's he's made up for it by saying, I'll give you my hand in marriage or whatever. Yeah. 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 So then the next morning, they have a they have a silent ride home. Mm-hmm. The next morning, she's in the library and she's rearranging the whole place. She because tears she every what I book do. out of the library mm-hmm. shelves and is like, I will rearrange them alphabetically. When I'm really anxious or upset, I clean everything i clean i rearrange i reorganize callie is my girl okay it's it's basically the only time i want to clean so (laughs) um (laughs) so then is this when he goes and sees benedict yeah i'm pretty sure no well they have an oh no argument that morning he tries to he tries to get in she tells the butler to be like no i'm not in and then he just Mm kind of pushes past the butler and comes in they have an argument about it and she's like i do not want to marry you and right. um, and he doesn't believe it. He's like, look me in the face and tell me that. And so she tries and she does. Oh, and then isn't this where he says, would it be so bad? Right. Like he's so, oh, and she's like, no, it would be the best thing ever if you wanted to marry me. That's, right. of course, in her inner monologue. She does not say that. But oh, she's I mean, like, I'm not going to force you into something that you don't want to do. Yeah. And he's I'm like, I'm not going to have you resent me. Yeah. And she tries to explain it. He's like, why won't you marry me? And she's like, well, for one thing, you haven't asked. Yeah. And he's like, what do you want me to do? Get down on my knee? It's maybe like, it's just like, he just doesn't get it. Again, he said he knows exactly what he should say and he just can't muster it. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I want you, I don't, I'm not going to force you into something. He never says you are not. Mm -hmm. I want to marry you. I I find you you incredible. He doesn't even have to say that because remember, he still doesn't believe in love. Instead, he threatens. He's like, well, you know what? I'll tell your brother. The Earl that I boned you. And then you're going to yeah. have to marry me because he's going to make you. And she's like, he won't make me. He's a good brother. And he's like, yeah, That's I will because right. he's a great Earl. And then he <laughs> goes off in a huff. And she feels like she can't marry him, not just because she's insulted by this, but she feels like if she was married to him and she loved him so much and he didn't love her back, that it would be more miserable than yeah. not being married It would him. be way worse. Yeah. And she's loved him for too long. Mm-hmm. So then she gets a call from the, she gets a call. She gets a note from well, the modiste that her gown is ready. Well, but first, Ralston goes to the, back to the gentleman's club and Oxford is in there bragging about how he will soon That's be right. the husband of Lady Calpurnia and says more just horrible, insulting things about her. And Ralston her, freaks the fuck freaks out. Freaks out on him. Doubles the bet. Doubles the bet. Uh, like well, throws, throws him around him a across, bit. <laughs> throws him across the room, but he's real drunk, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that happens. And then she yeah, goes and gets so, her dress. Yeah, so then she goes and gets her dress. And in the dress shop is his his ex-mistress, Nastasia the opera singer. And they have one of the best conversations I've ever seen between two women. Amazing. Who, are, who right? have been competing over the same man. Yeah. You expected one scene to happen. A completely oh. different scene happened. Because the I way so that Nastasia acted when he broke up with her was very like, I'm a vixen, you know, like, was very, yes. I'm naked, how dare you? You could have this gesturing to her body. Like, she right. was just this horrible succubus. And with Callie, she's totally the opposite. She's like, yeah. 
I saw him with you. I know you're together. You know, he's a he's a really excellent lover. He cares yeah. about other women. Like Congratulations. He was your first. Yeah. Yeah. And then she tells her all about her first love. Yeah. And I mean, it's really sad because Callie feels like she's in the same position. Mm-hmm. And Nastasia was with this man who she loved boundlessly and he just didn't have the capacity. And so she chose to leave Greece instead of staying with a man who could never love her in the same way. Mm-hmm. And, and Callie she- asks her if she regrets it. And Nastasia is like, no, I can't because it would have broken my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, it's just gorgeous. And they're so nice to each other. Nastasia can kind of see it. And so she yes. asks her, can I give you some advice? And that's when she yes. tells her the story. So it's not just like she's like complaining randomly. Like she's trying to tell Calpurnia, hey, you know, if, if he loves you back, that's fine. But protect yourself. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. I was just like, oh, was I thought this lady was like going to be a total bitch. And she was real nice and great. She was the best. And Calpurnia as well. It was so good. Lady love. Yeah. Uh, lady love. So then meanwhile, Callie looks in fucking credible in so this good it does all the things to her body like mm-hmm. she's finally found a modiste who will who will make a dress for her body instead of trying to make her body fit into a dress what's modiste i didn't know i thought it meant like misses <laughs> or something apparently it's a dress, it dress maker. maker yep good to know right so she is really excited and then uh juliana comes in because she's also picking up a gown and she's like you have to wear it to the salisbury's ball where juliana is going to make her debut so we cut to the Salisbury's ball. Mm-hmm. Callie's there already. The Sinjins make a late exit. Juliana is a little bit shunned, but they make some moves to make her accepted. Mm-hmm. And then Ralston is standing next to Callie, does not ask her to dance. And instead, Oxford comes up on her other side and like doesn't beat him to it because Ralston was making no moves. And he could have said, I already asked for the dance. You know what Uh I mean? Like he could have done all that and he didn't do any of it. Uh So Oxford dances with her. Ralston is like stalking them along the dance floor, (laughs) trying to find them. And then afterwards, Oxford pulls her into a weird area and tries to maul her. And he's like, how wonderful. He tries to compromise her while being like, Hey, by the way, you get to be my, my Baroness. And she's like, what? What? I and uh, he had told Ralston earlier at the at the men's club that he was going to compromise her. Yeah, before he married her, and so like uh. Ralston knows what's up. Uh, it's so gross. So she she soundly dumps him. I was a little bit scared during this scene. Like my I might I got really tense because he started getting kind of aggro. Mm-hmm. But he leaves, and Ralston finds her. And asked her to marry him again. Mm-hmm. She says, like, no, and please leave. And she calls in the favor mm-hmm. the, uh, for the payment. And she's like, you need to leave. I can't I can't be around you right now. And so he does. Mm-hmm. And then that's the night that he goes to her brother. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've compromised your sister. Guess who I boned? Your sister. And it's England time. So guess her. what I get? Her yes. forever. Ha. Her forever. Yep, I own that now. And Benedict's like, listen, I'm not going to force her. You have to talk her into it. But she is a hopeless romantic. And so maybe come at it from that angle. Mm-hmm. Oh, so then he goes to the library. Oh, wait, can I? And he sits. I found yeah. something. I'm sorry I interrupted you in such yeah. a great place. But when he left the ball, there's this passage where he says, now he was faced with Callie, fresh-faced, open-hearted, charming, intelligent Callie, who seemed to be everything that his mother had not been, and yet was equally as dangerous as the former marionette? Marchioness. Sure. 
Um, I didn't actually think it was marionette, guys. I just didn't know what it was. Okay. Um, um, for when she looked at him with those stunning brown eyes and professed her love, Ralston had lost the ability to think. And when she had begged him to leave, he had known precisely what his father had felt when his mother had left. The sense of complete and utter helplessness as if, as though he were watching a part of himself being stolen away, but could do nothing at all to stop it. It was a terrifying feeling, and if it was love, he wanted none of it. I was like, oh. Oh. and if it was love, he wanted none of it. None of it. So then he goes to the library where Callie is, and he sits down next to her, and he tells her everything. He's like, my mother left my father, and it decimated our family. My father was never the same. He basically died of a broken heart. Mm-hmm. We never had a good childhood after that because of it. I, I never wanted to be in that position. I cannot promise you love, but what I will promise you is that I will make it my goal every day to show you how much I care for you. So please, will you marry me? Can we talk about Benedict being a hero, being like, you don't have to ask my permission. You got to ask her permission. Yeah. I'll let you go into the library, but if she says no, I'm not forcing her. Benedict. Benedict is the opposite of the Duke and I brothers. Benedict yeah. is the fucking best throughout this <laughs> whole book. He's not trying to avenge the sea. He's not trying nobody. to duel nobody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, right. yeah, please, Kelly, please do me the very great honor of becoming my wife. And so then she says yes. And then um, he's like, oh. okay, I have to go. Yeah. She says that after he told the story that she she's like, what oh. your father fe- she's like, That's felt not for your love. mother is not love. She started crying and he's like, oh, don't cry for me, Empress. I'm not worth it. Oh. And she says, I'm not crying for you. I'm crying for that little boy who never had a chance to believe in love and for your father who obviously never experienced it either. Because that was infatuation, not love. Love isn't one-sided and selfish. It is full and generous and life-altering in the best ways. Love does not destroy, Gabriel. It creates. It creates. She was crying for that little boy, Melody. I was crying for him, too. (laughs) I'm crying for him right now. That was really good. So then they're... They're so then, and then he's like, yeah. And then he's like, I gotta go. And she's like, you can't go. go. You gotta you come upstairs. Right now. That's right. And so they skip the squeaky step on the way up. Mm-hmm. They go into her room. He tells her that the dress is sinful, mm-hmm. which is never a thing she's heard before in regards to herself. Guess what's under it? Special lingerie, also made Special by the... fucking what's her name? lingerie. The, the place. The Madame place. Bear. Yep. Mm-hmm. The modiste. And the modiste. And it's got bows on it and stuff. And he's like, what is this? (laughs) And he says, oh, my empress. Yeah. Because he calls her empress because she's named after Calpurnia, Caesar's wife. Mm -hmm. And this is just, I can't. So then they have some really, really, really good sex. She asks if she can kiss him there. And he's like, yes, someday, (laughs) but not Not now. (laughs) (laughs) Because he wants to last through the sex. Um, That's right. So then they wake up the next day. Early morning. He sees the, yeah, very, very, very early morning. And and um, he has the list from the Gentleman's Club, but he hasn't looked at it still because mm-hmm. he is a fucking gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. But she shares it with him. And then he goes, he goes, well, I think we should knock a few, a, a couple off of your list today. She's like, all and right. She's like, okay, let's, let's go. What are we going to do? Are we shooting pistols? What's happening? And he pulls her on top of him and he says, I think it's time you learned how to ride astride. I was oh like, my god! That I was, did not see that coming. No, Sarah me McLean, 
You got me, madam. And I loved it. I wasn't I did I wasn't ready for it, but I was into it. That was the second time I looked around the plane like, you guys totally. you guys seeing this? <laughs> you guys what's going on? You know what's going on over here? Crazy stuff. Yeah. So then there's a ball that night. Ugh. They meet up. It's blissful. Everything is fabulous. She dances every dance at the ball because she looks gorgeous. She's engaged. Her mom is telling everyone. Everyone's so happy. He pulls her out onto a balcony. They're making out. It's so hot. And he, then Oxford shows up. He tells her how beautiful fucking Oxford. She is. Yes. He says her beauty has quite ruined him uh, for all others. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And then Oxford shows up and he's like, oh, compromising her so that you make sure you win, huh? Basically, the not only does the bet come out to Callie, mm-hmm. but everybody's talking about it as well. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying that he doesn't actually want her. He just wants to win this 2,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. She's putting all of the dates together. And it just so happens that like the day he met the bet, made the bet or like when he first asked her to dance, when he asked her to marry him, shit like that. The day he doubled it was the day that yes. he asked her to marry him. And yeah. she kind of laughs, but she doesn't realize that at first. And she's like laughing and she's like, how very dramatic. Can you imagine if there was actually a bet? And then she turned her smiling eyes on Ralston, expecting him to share in her amusement. In the face of his hand, a moving expression. However, truth dawned. Oh, oh, she said, looking at Oxford. Oh. And I just, oh. just that double O, I was just like, I know. Oh. I know. So then she's like, don't worry. You can you can settle your bet however you want, but I'm not marrying either mm-hmm. of you. And Ralston's like, no, 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 no. But he also doesn't say anything right here yeah, either. I just, uh, Ralston. He just doesn't say anything out loud. I just don't know if I like him. I'm like, just. I do. I love him. I like him. I, he's, I'll take him. So she goes home and Oxford says some terrible things about Callie. He's oh, like, yeah. you, you dodged a bullet. Like she is, ugh, she's bleh. And so Ralston shows him up against the wall and calls him out for a duel. Benedict goes home. Callie finds out this duel is going to happen. And she's like, well, Benedict, you have to take me. I have to stop this. He could die. And Benedict finally agrees. Very like the brothers in Duke and I. Right. Uh, They go and she runs up just as the duel is about to like they're about to get to 20 when they're going to fire Ralston goes running toward her to make sure she doesn't get shot and in the process gets shot because they had both agreed to fire wide to make sure they didn't kill each other. I had no idea that duels were not real. Duels are real. But no, they were like, hardly any man dies at a duel anymore. It's just a blah, blah, blah. And everyone aims wide. Like, well, yeah, I just assume people okay. aim at each other at duels. So, no, no, no. They were for a really long time, but then laws were passed where like, so it used to be legal to kill someone in a duel. Mm-hmm. Then laws were passed to stop dueling. And so now, like, it's just sort of a... At this point, it's yeah. usually just a ceremonial thing. I know the laws that were passed. Article 114 oh, of the sorry. Uniform Code of Military Justice. No dueling. No promoting dueling. And I will say that I, I am... I didn't know you knew so much about British law. British laws? That's military laws. No dueling. We're, but this is... They, these are not in... They're not in the military, and this is... This I know. Is I'm just saying that, I'm, that now that's I'm the only sorry. place where Our it's still illegal to duel. military <laughs> has... Dual laws? Yeah, you can't duel. No duel. Oh, that's some throwback bullshit. <laughs> we also have no sodomy. We have a lot of stuff. Oh, boy. But yeah, no dueling. No promoting dueling. And while I'll say, this was the one... I was not really down with the Duke and I duel. I was down with this duel. They do not promote it because it's illegal in the military. That's right. Don't ever promote it. Don't promote duels. <laughs> so then 
he goes down. He gets she shot. Goes up to he him. gets shot from yeah. her, y'all. Yeah. And they have he <gasps> his first his thought whole guts. is that he never got to, he's gonna die and he never got to tell her that he loved her. Mm-hmm. And they have this beautiful, like, all of the men are very embarrassed. Mm -hmm. All of the men but the doctor have to turn their back because he's just pouring his heart out to Callie. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, this is a private moment that we are intruding upon. And meanwhile, Oxford just keeps on jumping up and down, screaming, I I ain't wide. wide. Like, what do you want? Like, I shot him, but it wasn't my fault. Why? He ran wide. (laughs) So... They're so cute. And then they agree once again to definitely be together. But wait, he gets shot in the arm. Oh, yeah. And she's like so worried. And and he's like, don't be worried. He's mad at her. She's mad at him because he was in danger and she was in danger. And she's like, you got shot for me. And he's like, it's only a flash moon. And she was like, what would you even know about a flash moon? (laughs) (laughs) Just like the fencing thing. And also that doctor is a gangster. No, that doctor is a menace. How that dare doctor, you? I am sure he has not boiled any of his instruments in the past seven months, yeah. at the very least. Gangster. He's doing all of his England Times doctoring on a battlefield yeah. with other people's blood still on his, it his tools. It is the first like not... bullet he's removed in this field, and oh, it won't be the last. last. I cannot even imagine. <laughs> no, purveyor of disease. Okay, right. purveyor of sepsis. May okay. we just, so this is the last scene, as it should be the Duke and I. As it should which be. Which is a book that I liked, but again, should have ended at the duel. <laughs> it should have. This is yeah. where it ends. We shouldn't yeah, go Sarah to the McQueen marriage and right. do the whole marriage part. But he says, I love you, Callie. I love your extravagant name and your beautiful face and your brilliant mind and your ridiculous list and your taste for adventure, which I imagine is very likely going to be the actual cause of my death. And I very much wanted to be able to tell you all that before you were shot in a field. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sweet. And then he, so she attended a duel and then he's like, all right, somebody go get my pistol. Mm -hmm. Kelly needs to shoot it. (laughs) (laughs) To finish the list. And she's like, well, if I I finish the list, I'll just have to start another list. And he's like, what's going to be on that list? And then... She and then it's one it. item. One item. Reform a do a, a rake. <laughs> a do rake. To reform a rake. <laughs> <sighs> um, and then he whispers, "So sweet, done, done." Because he's reformed. He loves her. And then the epilogue is in the prologue garden, and they have a secret tryst mm-hmm. because Callie is a rake still. Callie sends him a note via a footman, mm-hmm. and they meet out, and her titties are out in the garden <laughs> with her husband. <laughs> it's i i i don't know man i loved this book so hard i loved it i did but but again i could have been writing a very specific nature way i no, you your love for it is not i'm not this was a very good book i really liked it i really liked her so much um Mm -hmm. i think i liked the tessa dare books more but i really like this book I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I love them. Oh, but I, I have decided I like the Duchess Deal heroine just a tick more than I liked. Really? I did. Yeah, because she's she's a survivor, man. Yeah, that's like, true. You're, you're a sucker for a survivor, for sure. I mean, yeah. yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, man, I seriously cannot believe how good this book was. All right, you can find us um, on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, on Facebook at Heaving Bosoms Podcast, 
Twitter is at heaving underscore bosoms. And remember, you can always email us directly at heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. We so, 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 so love to hear from you. Um, all right. I think that's it for now. Okay, so keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love matching flesh wounds. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. All right. See I you love you so much. I love you too. Bye. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.